Welcome to the Second Wind Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Second Wind Shrimping Services. To your builders and children Also sponsored Investigations, providing worldwide investigations. Call us today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am glad to be back. It's been a couple weeks. But within those couple of weeks, I have been in the lab cooking up something good for you to listen to. Now, today, we're going to be discussing some DSS cases, as well as continuing the discussion of the pilot investigations case that I had started to discuss previously, multi-level marketing case. Now, if you remember, this case took place in Lexington, North Carolina. I love marketing. And at this point, the owners were at a quandary for what to do. Do we shut it down for two weeks, like has been suggested by our compliance director, the private investigator that hired me? Or do we keep it moving because we're making money hand over fist? So what do we do? Well, they decided to keep the ball rolling. Big mistake. Big mistake. And as I mentioned previously, I was tasked with protecting the owner name I will not mention. Google it. Find everything you need there. But I was tasked with protecting him. And during the events they held on the weekend, I was also provided the task of protecting the owner and the second in charge. You remember her. The lady who I said was a little bougie, wanted to keep making his bread. Trying to stack her pockets. She was not the reason. Not not one bit. So what you have now is a majority vote to keep this ball rolling. As I mentioned before, this is one of the largest Ponzi scheme cases in the world at this time with respect to the amount of people they had hook, line, and sinker. At the end of the day, upwards of $850 million. How many of y'all would have liked to kept that train running? <laughs> Which one of y'all would have said, nah, we're going to stop this for two weeks. We need to get it straight. Well, common sense didn't kick in. And if she would have done her homework, listened to the compliance director, stopping this train for two weeks, getting compliance under wraps. They might still be going today, ladies and gentlemen. Might still be going today. Remember when I told you the first time I met the owner, 
I went to that little office, that little brick building. Line around the corner for people trying to deposit money. Walked inside, looked in this room, money stacked damn near to the ceiling. Checks, damn near to the ceiling. If I'd have laid on the floor, I'd have been covered in everything. You wouldn't have been able to see me. And there's no way the second in charge wanted to stop that. Gucci bag, Prada. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Fashion Nova. <laughs> she was in it deep. But the end result, when they had to shut down operations, was that people were pissed off. Imagine putting your life savings in something, expecting a return. Then nothing. Shut down. On lock. You can't get any of your money back. Well, that's what the government did. You ain't getting nothing back. We have to conduct our investigation to see what's really going on. So little Johnny's tuition, emergencies, whatever, you ain't getting none of that back. Cancel it, put everything else on hold. People were pissed. Beyond pissed. That's where I come in. I was tasked with making sure this man didn't die. You heard me. DOA, dirt nap, whatever you want to call it. That was my job. And it ramped up. Once the Federal Trade Commission, the SEC, shut everything down. Because people wanted this man gone. And their money back, which at this point, he had no control over that. Now, for the second in charge, y'all will never guess what happened to her. She took herself to Europe. She got on a plane and got up out of the country and hid. You heard me. Hid. Nobody knew where she was. Not even a compliance director. None of the staff. Not even the COO. CEO. Took her bread. Got ghosts. She was not ready to deal with anybody. Meanwhile, the owner was meeting with the Federal Trade Commission, the Security and Exchange Commission, almost on a weekly basis. You remember I told you he had to pay a $4 million fine at one point? Yes, it was more. When you see somebody reach in their pocket, pull out their checkbook, and write full M-I-L-L-I-O-N on that, what? Yeah, just go ahead. Here you go. 
it wakens you it it wakes you up but here's what i'm trying to get at everybody in protecting this individual i saw some things happen that woke me the hell up I'm going to fast forward to one of the most memorable incidences. So at this time, I've employed a few other individuals to help provide protection. At this point, it's 24-7. That's right, 24-7. When I found out that this happened at a moment's notice, I was informed he needed protection now, every day, around the clock, 24-7. He's going to pay for it. From that point until about 63 hours later, heard what I just told you. I was there at his house the first 63 hours providing protection. Me and other individuals. Now, it was only two of us at a time, but we rotated. I didn't rotate, but the other individual did for those first 63. Tired as hell. I got a tad bit of sleep, but not enough. My training kicked in from the military and from other areas. But the most memorable incident, one night it was raining, and it was probably around 10.30, 11 p.m. Me and another, uh, an agent that I'd hired, were outside of the house, and there was this really sweet older woman who allowed us to park in her driveway across the street. So we basically had two points. One front of the house, one side of the house. We could see all entry and exit points. Cars would go by and our eyes would get big and we'd pucker up like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? Keep in mind, we had a few vehicles stop in front of his house and then drive off. But on this night, a vehicle pulls up in front of the house. We're talking, me and the agent. It's starting to rain a little bit. The light comes on in the car. Two male individuals all of a sudden, you see a firearm come up from the floor. One individual cocks it. Yep, there's a round in that bad boy. Uh-oh. This shit's about to get real.
me and my agent, it just kicks in. He was former military. It kicked in. He kind of fanned out just a tad. He chambered rounds. You heard me. He chambered rounds. Now the rain is really starting to hit just a little bit harder. We both have flashlights. We start making our way towards the vehicle. Still in silence at this point. You could see the two individuals in the vehicle. They had chambered the rounds. One had put a mask on. Oh, shit. It's about to go down. Somebody has finally gotten that piss that they sunk their money into this company. Some reports, some people have put in $30,000 of their savings, and that's all they had. 40000 Some of the biggest dippers we had heard was somebody putting in or not one, but a few individuals putting in over a hundred K. You heard me, over a hundred K. So imagine the level of irritation. <laughs> uh irritation that some people had. As we're walking toward the vehicle and fanning out, we're going very slow. Weapons drawn. Rounds in chambers. The driver looks up as if to tell his partner the coast is clear. He sees myself and my other agent. Then the oh shit factor kicked in with those guys. You could hear a loud yell of F U C K. Because we weren't playing no games, ladies and gentlemen. We are tasked with protecting this individual at all than any cost. Otherwise, we're a liability in many ways. If he dies on my watch, I never get another protection job in my life. Maybe worse. That's not the business I was in. Seeing both of us coming at coming at you, the driver yells, "Oh crap!" Next thing you know, it's not worth it. You hear the engine rev, car speeds off. Go. At this point, it is coming down. Now, 
private investigators are allowed to wear badges as per the state of North Carolina. We had ours. I had mine on my bulletproof vest that I was wearing at the time. You're right. Bulletproof vest. I'm not playing any games with my life. No way, no how. So you can imagine for the rest of that night, me and my agent were very diligent in keeping our eyes open. Anytime we'd hear a car coming down that street, locked and loaded. What's next? Some people wear rose-colored glasses. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's a crazy-ass world out here, people. You get ripped off, some people going to want to hurt you. You take life savings, some people will want to hurt you. But then there's people like me. I'm in the business of making sure people don't get hurt. My reputation on the line. So I guarantee you that man was going to be safe at any cost. Moving forward, there were many more incidences similar to this one. He would go to the grocery store. You could see it in people's eyes because they knew who he was. And then there's me right behind him in the grocery store along with one of my other agents. In front, on another aisle, making sure people were playing nice. I mean, some people already say I have resting bitch face. So imagine me working, trying to protect someone and not putting up with any garbage. You're right. You're right. And this, this man, he would roll around town like he ain't have a care in the world, people. And I know why. <laughs> I was going to wait till my next book, which will be out in a month. And this story is in it. Full details. I was going to wait. But I'm going I'm to tell you this. When the feds close his account, get it all. <laughs> they didn't get it all, ladies and gentlemen. I told you there were a couple times he was like, yep, I'm leaving. And he tried to get up out of there quick. No, sir, you cannot go by yourself. He had things to put away. <laughs> uh, he wasn't no dummy. And he made sure his peeps were taken care of. 
Let that sink in for a second. So this particular client, about nine months to a year, I was on my toes. People knew my vehicle by now. They damn sure knew him. Whether he was at the grocery store, whether he was shopping someplace else, even driving his old pickup truck around town, they knew. I mean, how slick do you have to be to make about upwards of 850 mil in a matter of no time at all. And have to, people believe it. People believe they're going to get their return on investment. People at these events on the weekend showing up in suits showing up in a Sunday best, yelling and screaming and listening to your every word. It's called multi-level marketing. In this case, it's called the Ponzi scheme. Regardless of what it was, not my language. This was drawn out Seemed like years and years and years. And at the end of the day, did people get their initial investments back? No. Some people got, I don't know, maybe a quarter of it back. Some people didn't get anything back. Imagine that. Write it up as a loss. You just lost all your money for something that promised an exceptional return on your investment. And you'll never see it again. I'm surprised more cars didn't pull up at his house. It's a cold world we live in, everybody. People can't afford to be losing their money. Some of y'all saw the news. You had people on the, on the news crying. That was my life savings. I don't know what we're going to do now. How was your interaction with the owner of this company after all of that happened? That guy was cooler than the other side of the pillow, ladies and gentlemen. Now, inside, mentally, he might have had some things going on that you couldn't tell if you were in the same room with him. 
You couldn't tell. Called up to him and to his second in command. She was enjoying her alternative vacation in Europe. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't just her that left. Her boo thing left, went with her. Her son, stepson, they got out. It was like a family vacation away from the feds. But guess what? She had to come back eventually. You know, you know the Fed. If you owe the Fed's money, oh, they gonna get you. If you owe them enough, oh, they gonna come and get you. And guess what? They got her. Took them a hot minute. Maybe they put her on the back burner. But they got her. comes to schemes of this nature. I'll say the number one more time. Upwards of $850 million made. One of the biggest Ponzi schemes. Not my words again. Biggest Ponzi schemes in the world regards to how many people were involved in contributing, giving, whatever you want to call it, this company money. It's amazing. I parlayed that into doing field audits for multi-level marketing companies. And there's people doing the same thing audience-wise people who give money. They have meetings. You know, it's like a big party almost. Cheering for the speakers, wanting to get close, wanting to take pictures. But I'm going to write you a check for 10000 Hope you can make me some money off that, sir. Or ma'am. It's crazy, everybody. It's crazy. If you're involved in multi-level marketing, I've seen the inner works. <laughs> I know what makes these places go and stall. I'll be talking about more companies. Ever heard of Vima? Mm-hmm. Google. Been there. That's one of the biggest ones. Getting back to this company, and I'll end with this segment on that, on this note. <clears throat> that night, with the ride by, and the ride and stop, and the uh, ski mask, and the guns, thoughts go through your head if you're the one doing the protecting. Is it worth it? Is it not? I can sit here and tell you that the check that he would write me every X amount of days was worth it. And again, I can sit here and tell you 
It wasn't. But at the end of the day, as a private investigator and personal protection specialist, that's my job. I got paid pretty well for that. And nobody was going to come to that house and do bodily harm to that individual, regardless of what he did at that point in time. Thank you for listening to the Second Wind Podcast, sponsored by Second Wind Strength and Conditioning for adults and children for all sports. And we also provide Vertimax training. Omega Elite Investigations, providing private investigations for corporations, child abuse and neglect cases, background checks, and conducting surveillance. Call us today. We have 17 years of experience and reasonable rates. Thank you for listening to the Second Wind Podcast. Today, we have got a couple of segments. That was our first segment. Our next segment, we're going to be talking about child abuse and neglect. Oh, yeah, I got a doozy of a case for you again. If you didn't listen to episode six, check out the case in episode six. We will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the Second Wind Podcast. Sponsored by Second Wind Strength and Conditioning, providing services to adults and children for all sports, as well as Vertimax training. Omega Elite Investigations. We provide all types of investigations for all types of people. Call us today. So that I, it's kind of hard to follow up sometimes after I talk about a case because I'm not bringing to you just any cases. I'm bringing to you cases that have drawn that has drawn much attention. But now we get into the realm of the Department of Social Services cases. These cases are a little bit more sensitive in nature. And for good reason. With these types of cases, child abuse and death, a lot can happen if word were to ever get out to a certain extent. Some people could lose their jobs if found out that they were perpetrators of abuse, child abuse and neglect. Some should, rightfully so. For the crap I've seen, some people should go straight to hell, like right now, ASAP. Dissipate through the damn floor. Bye. And I've seen garbage like that all day. If you remember my last case, DSS case that I discussed, episode six, the client was so upset with the breakup of her ex. that she, 
to punish him, allowed his dogs that she had taken with her to perform oral sex on her while her minor kids were in her kitchen. She wasn't at home alone. Her minor kids were in the kitchen. They heard noises. Kind of crept into the living room only to see what mama was doing. All to get back at her ex because he would not take her back. And that was his punishment. Oh my God, that's your get the hell out of here. That's where your that's where your mind went. Woo! I tell you what. And this woman was a professional. She was a nurse. That's not sanitary. Oh, she. So understand, I've seen tons of BS that'll break your heart and BS that'll just piss you off to the point you just want to do bodily harm to some people, which I have not. Even though I was ordered, afforded the opportunity by a couple of sheriff's departments to do so. That was good. But what I'm going to talk to you all about today is more on the heartbreaking end. But throw in a little bit of what the hell did you just say? (laughs) Hmm. This particular case, ladies and gentlemen, let me back up. What what tends to happen is, let's say you have a neglect case, purely neglect, dirty house. A lot of times, those cases or simple cases can turn into a big pile of garbage. Meaning, it could turn into physical abuse that was hidden, that you discover. It could turn into sexual abuse. It could turn into a whole bunch of other stuff. And for the record, when investigating child abuse and neglect, ladies and gentlemen, I have from actual neglecting children, to physical abuse, to sexual abuse. I've investigated domestic violence. I've investigated human trafficking. And if I tell you that story, Lord, I mean, you might, whew, no telling what you'll go through. You might start throwing all your money at these organizations trying to combat it. So initial cases that you might Get in, receive, 
can turn into a whole world or something else. This case in particular was early on when I was an investigator. Mm. Went to a home, knocked on the door, which is how you start. Interviewed a mother. Interviewed a boyfriend. Interviewed a child. A couple of children, as a matter of fact. Went to the school and actually interviewed uh, the two children. At the end of interviewing the two children, the oldest, a daughter, crying in my lap, and did not want to go home. That's some sad shit. Crying in my lap, didn't want to go home. And the first thing that pops up on my radar is, that's not good. What it turned out to initially be was that possible sex abuse going on in the home. Guess who? Mama's boyfriend. Let me tell you ladies out here something. Y'all better start keeping these young knuckleheads away from your kids if they're not their kids. I've been a child abuse neglect investigator for a long time. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 95%, if not more, the perpetrators of many forms of physical abuse and sexual abuse are the mama's boyfriend. Get the hell out of here. Start making better choices. Anyway, that's my PSA for the day. So suspected sexual abuse. By whom? The mama's boyfriend. And from all accounts, mama ain't just had one boyfriend. She had a few. So now this puts the onus of on me to interview all three of these young men. What I'm not going to do while I discuss these cases or any cases, let's talk about what did they look like? Where did they come from? That's not happening. That doesn't matter at this point. What matters is, what matters is that children need to be protected better. So anyway, Having to interview three young men now. Met mom, please, she could be. Just made some bad choices. But here's what mom said to me. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That, that, that didn't happen. Couldn't happen. Any of them. What is, what is my daughter talking about? 
as an investigator, I file that away for use at a later date. That response, not a typical that child abuse and neglect investigators want to hear. So, met these three young men, interviewed them all. Now moving on to relatives. Mama's got a sister. Mama's sister has kids. I'm interviewing everybody. I'm interviewing mama's mama, mama's daddy, everybody. If they got kids, I'm interviewing them too. Who lives in the house? I'm interviewing all of you because I'm putting together a picture. I'm putting together a puzzle of what may or may not have happened. But what sticks out in the back of my mind is the day at the school, this young child, probably fifth grade, didn't want to go home and was crying in my lap. Fifth grade man. Teachers at school, listen, listen closely to me. Some of you all may not like what I'm about to say, but also understand I used to be a high school teacher. You are going to see a lot of signs that children have been abused and or neglected. Do not blow that shit off. I've gotten reports of teachers in Guilford County doing that. I'm not going to say to school yet, but if they piss me off by doing it again, I'll spill it all. DSS did come and investigate, but by the hands of someone else that was concerned. Just in case y'all were wondering if I just like, you know, let that like slide under the rug without doing anything. If you see signs, you, you got to take that serious. You got to call somebody. If I hear about another teacher, well, it's not that important. Well, I don't want DSS in here talking to me. Well, this, blah, blah, stop. I will fry your ass. Another little side note. Little girl crying in my lap, didn't want to go home. I put the little girl in my car, her and her brother, yes, I had a car seat for the little one. Drove them home. Mom didn't have transportation. They were supposed to ride the bus. Didn't ride the bus that day because a concerned teacher called DSS and they got me. So now we're faced with a quandary. Mama saying impossible. The, th the three boyfriends are saying, nope. The daughter saying otherwise. But didn't the daughter say who it was? I'll get to that in a minute. 
Well, who's the baby daddy? Well, turns out they're in a place where this would have been impossible to perpetrate. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all ready for this ride? I interview a plethora of people. I interview teachers at school, all family members, including kids. I get timelines of when one boyfriend was here, when he wasn't. Dad, his incarceration, mom, lived, I get all the information necessary. And now I believe I have probable cause, reason to believe that yes, sexual abuse has happened and there is a perpetrator. Forensic interviews were conducted. That's where they record the interviews. We also have law enforcement, as well as child abuse and neglect investigator. The decision was made. Yep, we think it's this individual right here. Now we got to go to court. Child abuse neglect hearing. What's going on, mama? Did you allow this to happen in your house? If you did, oh, now we got a serious problem. But here's where it gets a little sticky. And it had everybody in the courtroom with their mouths open to the point where the judge said, get the everybody, if you're not involved in this case, get the hell out. Bye. Because what she just heard, the judge, turned this thing upside down. You have a child who has been sexually abused. At this point, it's still alleged, but pretty sure that's what occurred. Mama, um, we need to get the child's records and um, birth certificate and you know, there were some preliminary things that administrative things that needed to be done. Mama says, I can't provide consent for any of that. <laughs> Excuse me. What did you say? I can't provide. Why? 
can you not provide consent mom? First in the tears. First in the tears. Didn't want to spill the beans, everybody. Now, mind you, the courtroom is clear outside of the people involved in this case, which at this point in time are Mama's attorney, the assess attorney, the judge, myself. At this point, my supervisor, Mama's sister was in court, Mama's boyfriend was in court. And Mama's sister's boyfriend. After taking a small break, having Mama's attorney speak with her and speaking with the DSS attorney, Mama comes back in. That's not my child. What? No. Not your child. Holy shit. What? Well, Mama, whose damn child is it? Mama's sister's child. <sighs> the sister I had interviewed. Yeah, uh-huh. Mama's sister's child. But, but why doesn't the child live with her mama? Wait for it. Mind you, who did I tell you was in the courtroom? Judge, the two attorneys, Mama, Mama's boyfriend, myself, my supervisor, Mama's sister, and I misspoke, not Mama's sister's boyfriend, Mama's sister's husband. It's my sister's child, is what mama says. I'm the aunt. Yes, we know that now. Well, damn. Well, this just sparks an entirely new conversation. Well, what the heck? Okay. So, how long have you been taking care of your sister's child as your own? Since birth. What? So, this child doesn't even know this, has no idea that her mama is actually her aunt. Uh-huh, yeah. And her aunt is her mama. The judge is frazzled. The judge has her restate all of what I just said a couple of times. Calls the attorneys to the bench a couple of times. I mean, shit, y'all, ain't nobody else up in here. You can say everything you need to say out loud. I want to hear what's going on. This child is about to go into the system. 
because mama's sister who is the child's actual mother said she couldn't take care of the child. That's a whole other story. Well, where's the father of this child? Well, he's in jail, Your Honor. Whoop. Another white lie. Nope. That's not the father. Like I felt like I was on Maury for a second. You are not the father, sir. Where's the father of this child? Well, what do you think the sister's husband was doing at this point? He didn't know. You could see the color drain from his face. And it turns out that one of, y'all ready? I'm going to try to explain this and not get it twisted. It turns out the father of this child, who I interviewed as the original mother, one of the original mother's boyfriends, had raped the sister while she was married. And she had the child. When this all started to come out and I was doing the initial interviews, apparently when I after I interviewed him, he gone. He gone. He left. It's a wrap. It's over. He took off. You see what kind of big mess we got ourselves right now? But we have to pivot back to the original investigation. Remember I told you investigation can take on a life of their own. All kinds of stuff can come out. All kinds. Did, was this child sexually abused? The answer is yes. Bailiff, please escort this gentleman out. It was a very confusing and sad day. And one of the questions was, well, why didn't mama's, original mama's sister's husband know? Well, he had gone out of the country for about 10 months. and hide it, and give the child to your sister to raise as her own from birth.
shenanigans of DSS. But this is life, everybody. What I'm telling you, this shit is real. Which brings me back full circle to one of my first podcasts. It might have been the second or the third or the fourth. That's why there's the need for actual degreed social workers that work in the Department of Social Services as child abuse and neglect investigators. Not an engineer or someone that's got a degree in music. A degreed social worker who's been through the training, who's been through everything. We got to do better, everybody. Just because Departments of Social Services in North Carolina wants to save money, what if you're being investigated by someone who is not a social worker? You've heard my stories. If you haven't, go back and listen to the prior podcast. Get a feel for it. Stop playing with these children and families' lives. These children can end up in the system. All because of what? The Department of Social Services hired somebody with a lack of training, knowledge, or even know-how or want to? You've heard my example of the young lady when I was teaching social workers, and I say that loosely, how to investigate sex abuse cases. The one question we ask is, why are you here today? And the answer we got, me and my co-trainer, was from this one individual. I'm just here to pay my bills. Get the hell out of here. Stop. You playing. It's ridiculous. These are the types of things that go on in child abuse and neglect. The two cases I have, I've just told you about. Episode 6 and now episode 7. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do better. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Second Wind podcast, episode seven, brought to you by Second Wind Strength and Conditioning, providing training services to adults and children for all sports, as well as Vertimax training and Omega Elite Investigations, providing private investigations in the United States and abroad. I want to thank everybody again for listening to the Second Wind podcast, and we will return on Monday.